ఇంట్రొడక్షన్స్ టు వేదాంత టెక్స్ట్స్ బై శ్రీ శ్రీ సచ్చిదానందేంద్ర సరస్వతి స్వామీజీ హొడే నరసీపుర కర్ణాటక ఇండియా ఇన్ దిస్ లెక్చర్ సిరీస్ వీ హ్యావ్ ఆల్రెడీ సీన్ ఇలెవెన్ సెషన్స్ టుడేస్ ఇస్ ది ట్వెల్త్ సెషన్ ఓం శ్రీ గురుభ్యో నమః హరి ఓం శ్రీ గణేశాయ నమః డాక్టర్ కృష్ణమూర్తి శాస్త్రి దంబే పునచ బంట్వాళ తాలూకు దక్షిణ కన్నడ జిల్లా కర్ణాటక భారత సూత్ర భాష్యార్థ తత్వ వివేచని పార్ట్ వన్ ఇంట్రొడక్షన్ ది ఫస్ట్ ఫోర్ సూత్రాస్ ఆఫ్ ది శారీరక మీమాంస ఆఫ్ బాదరాయణ ఆర్ వేదాంత సూత్ర ఆర్ బ్రహ్మసూత్రాస్ ఆఫ్ బాదరాయణ యాజ్ అండర్స్టుడ్ బై శంకర కవర్ ది హోల్ గ్రౌండ్ వర్క్ ఆఫ్ వేదాంత and are therefore well worth a careful and critical study at the hands of thinkers who wish to make a true estimate of shankara's teachings these are also called as chatusutri the first sutra begins with an exhortation to the earnest student to enter upon an inquiry inquiry into the nature of brahman since right knowledge of it alone can lead to the highest good or release from the bondage of mundane life the second sutra describes that is athato brahma jignasa second sutra describes brahman as the sole cause of the beginning janmadyasya yataha sole cause of the beginning sustentation and dissolution of the universe the third declares that brahman is known only through the shastra or upanishads shastra yonitvat while the fourth points out that this fact is ascertained from a study of the main purport of all upanishads tattu samanvayat the first impression that a cursory reading of shankara's bhashya leaves on an uncritical mind is that Badrayana's work is nothing more than a system of dogmatic and speculative theology in as much as Shankara not only appeals to an exegetical consideration of various Upanishad passages but also carries on logical discussions both in the defense of the system he tries to bring out of these sacred texts and in his refutation of the opponent systems and this impression gains additional strength after a study of the various works belonging to the two conflicting schools of Shankara's interpreters for vajaspati mishra and prakash atman the foremost leaders of these schools not only hold diametrically opposite views on important points doctrinal as well as exegetical of advaita vedanta but are contradicted by representatives of their own individual school who sometimes differ from uh, among themselves this leaves the critical student in great doubt as to the exact tenets held by shankara no less than to the method employed by him in demonstrating them in these circumstances a new commentary on shankara's bhashyas especially on the sutra bhashya which aims at setting forth the fundamentals of vedanta has become an urgent desideratum for all earnest students of shankara in the new commentary now presented to the public i have endeavored to bring out in full relief one the method of adharopa apavada superimposition and recession which reconciles all apparent contradictions with regard to the absolute or non dual reality second the true nature of the so called knowledge of brahman and of vedantic reasoning as distinguished from logical reasoning 
third the functions of the upanishad texts which reveal brahman or the highest reality and the immediate nature of freedom from worldly bondage that is fourth one which accrues to the enlightened soul directly after the fundamental ignorance is dispersed by vedantic teaching these and other truths which shankara has been at pains of expounding in unmistakable terms but have seen obscured by the misinterpretation by commentaries or misrepresentation by adverse critics have all been made to emerge in their true colors through discussions introduced for the purpose of explaining and throwing new light on certain passages in the bhashya i hope i shall not be deemed to be hypercritical or disrespectful to create names in my endeavor to clear the great shankara of the charge of being a mere dogmatic theologian theologian or a scholastic thinker or even a mystic appealing to some special intuition as he has been made out to be by some interpreters or critics belonging to other schools of vedanta i have thought used shankara's own i have throughout used shankara's own phraseology and line of reasoning as far as possible to show that his bhashya presents a system of vedantic thought backed up by a hori tradition and can stand the test of being a consistently worked out philosophy of life based on genuine reason and universal experience for all times to come against onslaughts of uh, carping criticism if only it is not interfered interfered with by officious interpretation if at least some of my readers feel that i have succeeded in this attempt to a slight extent and are stimulated to try to improve upon my way of discovering genuine shankara at vedanta i shall feel amply rewarded sutra bhashya artha tattva vivechani part 2 introduction The reader is requested to go through my introduction to the vivechani on the jignasa adhikarana bhashya. I have explained there at some length the importance of the first four sutras of the sharirak mimamsa as covering the while as covering the whole groundwork of vedanta as understood by shankara. I have also pointed out the circumstances that led me to undertake a new sub commentary on that portion of shankara's bhashya which sets forth the fundamentals of the vedantic system. The present work which relates to the bhashya on the second sutra is a sustained attempt to clarify Shankara's real position with regard to the Vedantic idea of causality much on the same lines as were adopted in the previous adhikarana to explain the true nature of knowledge of brahman in both cases it will be noted shankara uses these terms knowledge and causality in a metaphysical sense by knowledge he means not a concept of something discrete but the intuition of one's own self as brahman resulting after the elimination of all unreal upadhis adjuncts whose con- uh, characteristics are wrongly superimposed on the self similarly brahman is said to be the cause of the world not in the empirical sense of an invariable antecedent something which transforms itself into something else which is called its effect but in the metaphysical sense of something which falsely appears as something else while remaining intact all the same this causal nature is ascribed to brahman only as a device in pursuance of the method of the adhyarop apavadanyaya to reveal brahman brahman's true nature as a metaphysical entity one without a second its apparent effect the world being really ever essentially one with it 
Another truth that has been made abundantly clear in the Bhashya on the second sutra is that Brahman's being the sole cause, if the world's birth, sustentation and dissolution is not provable by logical inference, Anumana Pravanam, but can be realized only through intuition arising out of the Shruti teaching supported by Vedic reasoning as distinguished from the Pramana known as inference. One more teaching of Shankara that has been clarified here is that the so-called creation of the world by Brahman is no more than the differentiation into various names and forms from their undifferentiated condition and uh, that uh, and that these names and forms whether differentiated or not are only superimpositions of avidya on Brahman and never affect its true nature as the absolute free from all characteristics. Relative to the world of names and forms and the individual souls in it, Brahman is called Ishwara, the overlord, omniscient and omnipotent and when Brahman is recommended in the Shrutis to be meditated upon as endowed with certain properties to modifications pertaining to those self-same name, self same names and forms, it is known as Saguna, qualified, apara, lower, as contrasted with Brahman in itself, which is Nirguna, free from all attributes and para, higher. Aparabrahma, Parabrahma. Karana Brahma, Karya Brahma, Karana Brahma. Saguna Brahma, Nirguna Brahma. It is, however, to be remembered that Brahman is in no way rendered inferior by being thus spoken of as Ishvara or Apara or Saguna Brahma. Accordingly, Shankara draws our attention to this fact time and again by using the terms Parabrahman, Ishwara, Parameshwara and Paramatman indiscriminately for each of those aspects of Brahman when the context leaves no doubt as to which of them is meant. As in the case of the previous Adhikarana, I have tried to impress on the reader the significance of these and other doctrines not only in the body of the present sub-commentary but also in the appendix which is devoted to the discussion of five different topics relevant to the subject matter or the Sutra in hand. I am well aware that some of the discussions raised in the appendices and even in the body of the sub-commentary on the sutras may not be easily intelligible to the beginner who would naturally prefer to get at the general drift of Shankara's teaching rather than be lost in the maze of controversy. But the very aim of the present work as its name Bhashyartha Tattvavechani indicates is to present the special features of Shankara's Bhashya after sifting them from extraneous teachings liable to be mistaken for Shankara's owing to misinterpretations of his followers or misinterpretations of hostile schools. As to how far I have been successful in the attempt, the critical reader alone has to be the judge. So, these are the two parts. Next. Sutra Bhashyartha Tattvavechani Part 3 Introduction Let us see in the next session Hare Rama Shri Shri Satchidanandendra Saraswati Jaranarvindar Pitamastu Sarvejana Sukhinobhavantu Om Tatsatak